Well, hello and welcome to Audionautic Deep Space Network, episode 92. This is the Independent Musician's Guide to Production and Promotion. This week, we're taking a look at the new arpeggiator plugin from Bliss. And this is a complex beast that does far more than an average up and down arpeggiator. We'll also check out a holiday present incoming or actually out already from Cherry Audio. The, what is it? Synthesizer Expander Module. This thing looks and sounds awesome. I've actually got it in the project file with Bliss, so you can hear them in tandem. And then finally, we've got more dire news coming from Spotify, of course, with a new round of layoffs, the third in 2023. So we're going to talk about what this could mean for the company and especially how it might affect independent musicians. My name is Sun Warper, and we're a little bit different today. We're missing the uh, my Audionautic co-pilot and the one who does all the social media promo beforehand. <laughs> that's why we're slightly late getting on, and I still missed a few, so I might try and get some in while we're live, but that's okay. We're here. We're going to be here now, but uh, we're missing Curtis. He is off doing other things today, unfortunately, but he might pop in the chat. We'll see. Uh, but with me today is Eon Lake and Asaph Stripe. Ace of Stripe, how are you? I see you've got, you're filling in for the cat void that we've got. Yeah, no, I've got this one under control, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to hop and open the door. You kept the door open in prep for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How are you doing? Good, real good. Yeah, I'm actually been working with the guy back there. You can see it. Um, the guy too, so I'm enjoying yeah. that. And uh, I removed a couple of old friends, um, bigger sinks from the studio just wanted to start the year off fresh and kind of like we always do and um try to focus myself you know um <laughs> and then maybe go to a little more of a hybrid setup maybe there's a new ace of stripe in the uh emerging <laughs> yeah so, i mean yeah, that's the so way to do it yeah always evolving now that guy uh too that just came out recently right yeah yeah it that's came the roland i think right yeah, I replaced the really kind of a classic, the original guy that had been around a long time and kind of was notorious for, um, you know, being a really knobby interface and a mm -hmm. good way to learn synthesis. And um, so that's great for me because I don't know. I feel like I'm definitely still learning synthesis. You know, that's never ending. I don't, I don't know if you um, ever stop learning. No. It's always learning something. So. Yeah. And the only thing I'll Speaking say is really cool. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, well, go last ahead. Thing gonna, yeah, the last thing I was going to say on it is it comes with the uh, SH-101 installed as an extra synth, right? So you yeah. literally have the Gaia synth, and then you press a button, and you got an SH-101, which I've never had. Um, so Ooh, basically yeah. right now I'm in love with the 101, and uh, I have a feeling that might last all through 2024. It's yeah. a polyphonic 101. It can be, yes. Oh, yeah, because yeah, is it the um the digital stuff they do? Because they made the 101, that little module of the 101 recently that has for, polyphony. Yeah. 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 I've got my little MS 101 over here that, that yeah. I love. Yeah, they're awesome. I, I have to get to the comments really quick before we get to Eon Lake because uh, we've got some good ones. But, uh, first of all, Bendu's in there hand-waving a pink hand. Well, we appreciate that. How are you, Bendu? And Abby is in the chat. Unfortunately, they are muted in a team meeting, but we're happy to have, always happy to have you. Probably they're doing the uh, the one headphone trick that Hydro Fighter coined. And uh, Bendu is doing great. That's good to hear. Very good to hear. But here's the chat I wanted to get to because the hierarchy of power has changed in Audionautic right now. 
There's only one host with facial hair. Yeah. Eon Lake. Well, no, but I, I see some I see some stubble there on ASF. I see some stubble. So we're we're three stages. Yeah, yeah, we're we're in stages. Yeah. I actually shaved for like the first time in a week or two, like trimmed, and it was going nuts. I was like, oh man, I gotta shave today. So yeah, I'm looking pristine for all of you. You know, that's that's what we try to do here. Speaking of looking pristine in that audionautic t-shirt, yeah, I'm like, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Um, I think I think you're right there. It is uh, the sort of um, taking stock time of year, really, isn't it? Ready to do something maybe a bit different next year. I've been looking into synchronization, alternative synchronization methods, and whether or not I want to run a master clock that will run everything, including the computer and stuff like that. Because I have the computer, or would you use something else? Dig attach, maybe. Um, oh yeah. If if you run yours slave to your computer, put it on the um, on the tempo and see how much you see it drifting. Mine drifts a fair bit when it's clocked from Ableton, from the computer. Mm. I also noted, uh, just using hardware on its own, that some devices are definitely better at clocking MIDI than others, more accurate. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of an investigation into it, a little bit of study, going to try a couple of things. Um, a lot of the time I'll record things and, lining up the wave files on, on the beat so that it's sample accurate. But if you are still running stuff live, it can really mess up drum sounds that are layered if the timing is out and it's not deliberate. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know we yeah. like to shut things off grid, yeah. but I'm, I'm a believer that everything should be absolutely bang on so that if you want to change it, it's, you know. Yeah, otherwise those off-grid parts yeah. are going to become really off-grid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if you're layering kicks, you know, and they're playing the same part, you need them to be accurate. Otherwise, it can change the transient sound really drastically. So, yeah. Looks like Devoid of oh. Funk is with you, actually. Uh, they say MC707 works as a master clock mixer synth drum machine for me. Yeah, that's interesting to to use the hardware instead of the, the DAW. Yeah. That's, yeah, the that's second very thing interesting. Me, I did a four or four to see if if that did a better job. But yeah, Digitech to four or four, SP four or four were going to be the ones I tried first. You know, I've never used the four or four to be the brain, like MIDI wise. No. I, I've no. always either just used it as you know, it works perfect for all the audio incoming, but the the MIDI it was always the little TRS inputs on the four or four. So I typically just work with mm. the. But now I have I the. Found- the TRS to MIDI connections. Yeah. The MPC Live wasn't very accurate. As soon as I switched it to the 404, everything locked up nicely. Just says how great the 404 is, right? I don't have to say it this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Pat in the chat says, Ableton Link is your friend. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but not all of my devices have it. In fact, only a few do. Yeah. But yeah. True. There's something about using wireless as well that, that doesn't sit well with me. You think there? I've never used Ableton Link. Is there a latency? I think it. I think there is. Link? Yes. But it, I don't it think so much. But it's a it's a headache live. Mm. I could see that. I could see that. Pat also asks. I've not used Overbridge yet on my DigiTac, but Ian, like, if the DigiTac is in Overbridge mode, is the clock 
still pretty that's good. That's what I'm wondering because oh, one of the things that gets upset is the dig attack and I lose audio over it. If it, if it gets, uh, um, if there's too much drift, the audio will drop and you have to unplug and replug the interface. So something's not happy. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, I think you're right, Asaf and Ian. Like, this is the time to kind of like get ready for 2024, right? So to speak, mm -hmm. figure out where you want setups to be, what you want to do with your gear, things like that. That's where I'm at right now. I mean, I've had to, I've been using just the PO33 basically and just being in the house because of the newborn. So at night, I'm just like sending GarageBand into the PO33, that 40 mm -hmm. second sample time. And just making beats, you know, doing it that way. And then I will later sample it into the DigiTact or the SP. Other thing I've been doing is just recording with the mic on Koala and then using that stretch function to time stretch it. And then I send that into the DigiTact and the SP when I have time. So it's, a, it's an interesting way of doing these like portable ideas, like the ideation or whatever is in this portable mode. And then when I have time, I come into the DALA setup or onto Ableton, not Ableton Logic. Oh, you almost got me there. You're like, you almost got me. But I go into logic and we'll work on it from there. So I'm curious, chat, anybody doing the same, figuring out a new setup, testing out different things in the new year, kind of getting ready, you know, seeing how far you've come this year, anything like that. Let us know. Let us know what you've been up to. But gentlemen, shall we check out this Bliss Arpeggiator? Yeah, interested in this. Mm. All right. They're yeah, so this is, this is awesome. What did you say there, Ian? Like? They haven't put a foot wrong yet with their other stuff, so yeah. I'm, and I'm they haven't, they still haven't. This thing, I was like, oh, cool, an arpeggiator. All right, great. When they And and to add a caveat, because I know Eon Lake will get on me if I don't, Bliss sent this over to us to check out, but they don't have any say in the content or anything like that. They just, you know, sent it over for us to look at, as they've done with some other things. And they're, they're, they make some really good plugins. You can check out our coverage of Megalit and some other ones in previous episodes of ADSN. But let me add Daw Warper to the... Uh, I have to add this little Daw Warper with no logo on the left. Otherwise, there won't be sound. But I've got Bliss Arpeggiator open. So yeah, when I, when I first opened it, I was like, okay, an arpeggiator. That's great. This thing is a lot more than just an arpeggiator. So first of all, um, it has mm. a synth built in, but you can also use it as an effect. Now, they sent this to us, I think, over on Saturday or Sunday, so I haven't had a lot of time with it. So we're going to do a quick walkthrough, show you kind of what it can do. There is a way to use this as an effect on other VSTs. I'm not sure if you can do it in Reason. They have tutorials for basically every other DAW, but when I tried to open it in Logic, it's probably something on my end, but it was really messing up Logic. Like It wouldn't show up, first of all, after I scanned it in and it was saying it was scanned in. But it was causing Logic to do crazy things like the playhead wouldn't move even though the song was playing. Um, as soon as I disabled it, it was working. Again, that's probably something on my end. But just be aware if you need to use it as an effect that I would um, watch the tutorials on their website on how to sync in Ableton, Reaper. They have basically every DAW you can imagine, except Reason. I didn't see that one there. But um the synth is pretty bare bones. They say it themselves. It's, it's really just an accessory if you just want to use it. But it's an FM synth. No filters. I'd love to see that added. But it's got a really nice delay. And you can do decay changes, the different types of FM, and things like that. So if you want to just use it as a plugin on its own, it's right there. That's This is the FM synth that comes with it. So let me read a little bit first about what it can do. Um, it's got a bunch of different tabs. 
really what makes it stand out from every other arpeggiator and and more it keeps it in line with the way bliss apps typically work are it's multiple forms of routing so you can see on this performance page you've got the mod wheel which you can set destinations two destinations with the amounts you want you've also got two xy so you can set those destinations as well then if you go to the arpeggiator this is the main center of this uh, plugin you've got reset trigger pattern which you can see is looks like it's glitching out right all these things setting that's because i have this synced to the emotion sequence which we'll get to in a moment but um the pattern is you can either have it run in a normal way using the sequence or if you use the pattern you can have all these different kinds of patterns that it plays like if you see on 29 it's got a couple and then a couple are muted so it will do that i have it set to zero but then with the motion sequencing when it's changing around it will move it around and i'll play it in a second sequence you get a ton of options you can do repeats note repeats step jump octave range octave offset the different types of play modes so if you wanted to do just a normal like up down or all these different kinds polyphony you get the chords or you can shut it off and you can even route how much polyphony is going on at different parts of the sequence you can also add bass notes i have that routed so that bass notes pop in and then pop out gap and then there's velocity so you can make it sound more human with by adding velocity you can randomize it you could even modulate all of these to get it even more human sounding you get two lfos which you can route to multiple things two destinations each you get this motion sequencer which we'll talk about in just a second and then like i said we've got the synth so let me just play just bliss because i've also got that cherry audio synth in here but we'll get there so this is what i've got harmonic cloud was one of the presets it came with i just altered it a bit with some of these motion sequencing so you can hear how we move this there we go sorry it was not soloed there hear how these are changing the trigger rate so it will do all different kinds of 16th notes, 8th notes, quarter notes, all that just by moving these around. And you can change it to all these different kinds. This is getting chaotic, but you can see that over here on the LFO. Let me get back to that. I've also got, so this bass note pops in. If I just shut that, see how you don't see the bass note anymore? That's in that polyphony section. So you can do one octave, two octaves. So it's moving around and doing that. It's also messing, that sequence that I was showing is messing with the pattern. So first it starts normal and then it gets all different. Let's just shut the motion off. That's what it's doing with no pattern and with none of that motion sequencing. If I move the pattern around, you can see here showing you what it's playing and then what it's muting. You also have chance, offset. There's a lot. So... I don't know. Does it give you guys any ideas? Is this something ASAP Stripe that you would be interested in getting? I know you're getting into DAW work more. So I'm curious, does something like this intrigue you? Oh man, totally. This is amazing. I mean, cause you can use this as kind of a lead, like the structure, or you can just kind of use this as a cool complimentary piece. And it's got yeah. so much movement and life going to it. it you know, it's just, um, no, it's fabulous. It's like so far from our <laughs> classic art. <laughs> what you think of yeah. an arpeggiator? It's like, yeah. no, it's, 
it's great. I mean, and hey, it's got an FM synth already built in, so yeah, that's a weird and and you don't have to use the FM synth. Like I was saying, I was having some issues, but I, that I'm not saying that's on Bliss's end. That's probably just with my logic or something. But you could use it with like what we're going to talk about the synthesizer expander module and use it just as an arpeggio or arpeggiator on another synth. So yes, yeah. got a lot of flexibility. I have to say the FM synth is really cool. I would love to see some additions like a filter maybe some other things like that because there's a lot you can do it's it's really meant to be just this plucky synth and there's a lot you can do within it despite its minimal setup and stuff but i'd love to have a filter on it um you could always add a filter too with an effect or something like that um, is this oh is yeah this, is this go ahead oh, i'm sorry say again is this ios and yes um, that's the other but... thing on ipad you can move these with your fingers and it almost looked like they had a sync between an app the app and like a plugin but i'm not sure about that um yeah. i only have it so far on as a plugin yeah. but um uh, really quick too let me show just with the cord if so if you look at this when it starts let me re-trigger it hold on so here it's playing the chord and you can't change this but you could mess with the bass notes still but when you tweak it around you can change the polyphony so there's a lot you can do. I mean, there's so much you could do, but even more important and crazy is how much you can route because you have all these different methods of routing modulation, but all these different destinations you can change. So yeah, it's an arpeggiator, but it can do a lot. And kind of like what Modul you were saying, ASF Stripe, yeah. you, can, you can create leads out of it. There was one, let me find the patch. Where was it? Lo-Fi Keyboardist, I, I uh, saved it. Let me play that. It's like a nice gentle melody with I'm just holding okay. one chord this whole time, but it's doing all these octaves and stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot here. Eon Lake, what how are you feeling about this? Oh, I think you're muted. Just heads up. Guess what I'm going to say, though. <laughs> go, go ahead. Just say it. So, yeah, I believe uh, I. I believe it is $40, by the way. I have to check, but I think mm. it's $40. They keep uh, doing yeah. this. You know, it's, it's, it's an arpeggiator. You go, oh, right, really? And then you see it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, arpeggiator is almost an undersell in the name. You know, like, I mean, that yeah. is what it is. Yes, it is. But I, it, it's like, it is, yeah. once you start looking into it, it's like, wow, this can do so much, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know yeah, me. I believe it's $40. I I love art, yeah. so I always have. And then I'm interested in doing things like, you know, sticking LFOs on arpeggiators as MIDI, you know, in, as MIDI tools in Ableton and so on, and just messing about with parameters and using arpeggiators to modulate arpeggiators to come up with more interesting sequences and longer sequences and so on. And this is just made for that, obviously. You know, having motion yeah. sequencing as well as um, LFOs and all of that and the xy and all the routing you can do with the xy yeah. performance controls and so on yeah i mean you know if that's what you like doing <laughs> this is gonna do it for you um so yeah i think i'll probably be giving that a go myself Definitely. real quick i am putting the link to the arpeggiator in the chat i'll put it in the description and in the show notes if you're watching back on apple podcasts or spotify later but it's there in the chat right now it is forty dollars 
Uh, it doesn't look like that will change. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's an introductory price or anything like that. Again, I like when I first saw it, I was like, great, an arpeggiator. That's cool. But the more you dive into it, the more stuff you can mm. do with it. And it gets really complex. And and again, this is just a quick look because I only had a little time with it. If you want a full walkthrough or full in detail review or anything like that, let us know. We can do it when Curtis comes back. We can have kind of multiple people's takes on it and things like that. Just wanted to give a quick look and uh, also wanted to say thanks to Bliss for sending this over. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to check out our, our reviews and walkthroughs of other Bliss products, you can check in the podcast. We've got the Megalit, which is crazy. So there's a lot that they offer in their plugins and, and they all have this similar type of workflow and setup, tons yeah. of modulation. So if you're really into sound design and things like that, their dream come true with how you can do stuff like that. And uh, especially when it comes to the synths, one song I just released, Monolith Memories, every synth was megalit with all these different motion sequences and variations and stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. The Definitely interface. inspiring. Yeah, I was going to say that face is really cool too. Really. Yeah. It does. It's when I just looked, it doesn't intimidate me at all. You know, sometimes you look at it the way they've sectioned things. My brain really likes it. You know, yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, it looks there's a lot of options, it Let's looks kind of complex, but mm -hmm. it's really not. Once you break it down, everything's laid out in front of you, and the modulation is so easy. It just shows, like, oh, set this destination, set this amount, and then you can tweak these things around. And LFO, set the destination, choose the waveform, do all that. It's like all laid out and simple. So, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out if you're looking for just either an idea machine or. If you like using arpeggios like Eon Lake over here, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, anything else and chat, if you have any questions, let us know. But anything else you want to talk about about this before we move to the next plugin of the day? <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking about which megalit patches sound good with it on. But Every megalit patch sounds yeah. really good, man. I, I forget the one, the one that I used for the bass in that song. It, it was like that motion sequencer. Let me go back to... Um, so that the second day. sound you played was more like a Carplus strong sort of, you know, plucked sound. Yeah, so let's see what the synth is here. Sound. So this is... And it works uh, really well on sounds that aren't traditionally sounds you'd expect ARPs with. So here is the, the last song I sound I played, the lo-fi mm. keyboardist. That's a preset from them. This is the synth design that uh, was being used in the patch. So it's pretty simple. Again, I'd love to see a filter put on here. That would be great. Um, but yeah, Megalit, their main synth, putting Megalit through this would be insane because you'd have that motion sequencing both in Megalit and in this. You'd do some crazy stuff. Um, yeah. Maybe they're working and, on a separate filter. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's true. Filtering, yeah, maybe. Motion filtering. <laughs> I think they might, they might already have a filter. I, I forget. <laughs> they have a lot of plugins. They're... They make some really good stuff, though. Bendu in the chat says, looks great for that. I need another part in the section quandary. Inspiration factory. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's like I said, the, the arpeggiator as a name is a little misleading because it can do a lot in comparison to just being an arpeggiator. But maybe that's what they're going for. You know, so you're like, whoa, this can do a lot for an arpeggiator. But um, yeah. All right. Uh, Chad, if you have anything else about this or any questions, just put them in the chat. If you're watching this back, let us know in the comments, but let's move over to the Cherry Audio synth. This is the synthesizer expander module, and it is free for the holidays from Cherry Audio. We've covered Cherry Audio synths before. 
They have some free ones. Bendu, actually, speaking of Bendu, is the one that I learned about Cherry Audio from with the free. I think it's the MG1 that Moog. Mm-hmm. That thing's still yep. free. That thing is awesome. Um, but this looks great. Let me read a little bit about what it is. And then we'll actually, let me just show you what it looks like right now. And then we'll play a little bit from it. So let me go to the synthesizer expander module. Here it is. And uh, so this was originally released in 1974, not the plugin, but the original synth that's modeled after. Keyboardless mono module was intended as a companion to the Oberheim DS2. Soon thereafter, Oberheim linked multiple synthesizer expander modules to an early digitally scanned keyboard to create some of the first polyphonic synthesizers used by artists like oh uh toto steve Picaro, sticks and more though it was simple bare bones monosynth the synthesizer expander module possessed a unique tone quality and you'll you'll hear that in a second courtesy of its 12 db state variable filter with low pass bandpass high pass and notch modes this flexible filter was the star of the show we've precisely recreated it here with the filter section and phaser with an o effect programmed by award-winning synth designer mark barton and this thing is awesome uh, it looks like vendu has already installed it but not played with it yet try it that's what i'll say first of all it's free i mean you can't go wrong but try it it is um it's awesome let me get Daw warper back on so we can hear it let me play the sound that i made this was a patch that i tweaked just slightly it was the gliding fits patch and this is what it sounds like. Let's hear that filter. Just, I, I love it. It's got that pluck when you go down in the filter, then as you bring it up, massive. Some of that phaser. I like that song. The first one has the so yeah, it's free. I mean, what's not to love about it? Uh, Asaph Stripe, I think you had some of the historical context of the synth. If you'd care to add some of it, yeah, I mean. If you look in the '70s, you know there was there was a good lord. I'm going to get it wrong. Moog, um, Arp, and Oberheim. Generally yeah. speaking, right? You got the big Moog sound, the 24 dB, the Arp, another one like that. Even though it could get kind of nasty, um, and then you had the Sem, and, and you can kind of feel that little fizz quality that just gives you goosebump and that beautiful resonance, and it sits. It's a different filter, and uh, it's a different synth, and um, it's, uh, you know, I remember when I first heard it, and um, this, you know, classic YouTube demo, um, and I just went, oh my God, what is that? That is so beautifully musical, Um, (laughs) and um, I remember, so one of my, you know, they were making the big box ones for a while, but they were kind of big and clunky. You know, I, I saw him in person. And I kind of went like, yeah, I like it, but it's kind of, I like it as a BSD a little better. Even though I will say one last thing, uh, the two voice is like one of my um, dream instruments to have. And 
if I had a, you know, a nice collection, could afford it. And um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a classic in the, the fact that I think we were talking about it, that young producers can have that in their, you know, toolkit now for free. Um, Cause that sounds really good. You know, let's just be honest. <laughs> not, I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe you get a real one. I'm just know that sounded like a sim to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't familiar with this synth, uh, but I was just like, I mean, free? Great. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. And uh, it's it's so much fun to play. I can play chat and Asaph and Eon. Like, if you want me to play a couple more patches, I'm happy to. But Eon, like, what do you think about this? Well, I mean, even if, if, if you don't know it, you recognize a classic sound when you hear it, don't you? I mean, uh, Asaph's drive nailed it in the sense that there's something subtle about it, about its tonality and about the filter characteristics that just, apart from sounding good, are really musical. There's something really musical about it. I don't know if it's saturation and partials and things that you get because of that. Who knows? I, I don't know, but it just sounds damn good. It really does. <laughs> Definitely. Did you browse this already? No, no. I've been I've been trying not to look. You know, all the sales. <laughs> you know, but it's free. It's a terrible <laughs> time of, of year for me for having money to spend. I just got nothing at this time of year. Every year, and uh, yeah, it's helpful if uh, if people like you will just pick out the free stuff that I can go and get. That's what we try to do here on the show. You know, we love free stuff. We did Black Friday deals. Now we've got whatever's coming for Christmas. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if you're like me and you can't afford to be looking at opening some of these emails you're getting sent, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the free yeah. stuff for you. <laughs> I was wowed by the sound of it. Like, not not because it's free or anything, just like, I mean, Cherry Audio always makes incredible <laughs> since Octave Cat was amazing. But I, I just, I had that little, this little baseline melody, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, oh, let me just throw it on top and see what, it, and then I put that gliding fits on. It was like, Oh, started playing with the filter and was just lost for like an hour just moving a filter. I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> but it sounded good and I enjoyed it. I had fun. So you know what? It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It just means you guys you want to hear really a couple good... more? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, have... I was going to say, it just means you have really good taste. So... Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I'll take well, that is. as a compliment. Getting lost for an hour in a filter is, is a good taste sign. Okay, cool. Yeah. We've all done it. <laughs> yeah, don't lie. Chat, <laughs> say it if you've done it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that often. Let's just play a couple more patches that mm. they've got. Uh, where is... Here we go. So this is Synth Punk. Oh, Hardly. Oh. All right, let's see what else. Uh, hard to sync. That's an interesting name. <laughs> oh, wow. It really sounds like an open. Get that phaser on. Resonance. Listen to that resonance. Yeah. yeah I mean, it covers all, all these ranges for something that could be a really thick bass, quite yeah. a, a strong lead, a 
to, to sort of in between these stringy sounds that you could ambient up and fill in the middle range with, and then just odd sort of sonic textures you yeah. could add for just interest. I mean, it's kind of as little or as much as you want, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Got um, it's got some kind of harmonic distortions. It's it's I keep calling it kind of fizzy, but it, mm -hmm. it, it's just it's not a rolling filter. You, you know, it's not a Moog filter. It, but it's like you instantly you just can feel it fit in perfectly you're like yeah that i don't have that for yeah. sure you know yeah and yeah that's cool that's a that's a winner you know especially it has a unique sound to it for sure that's i mean it's and it, i think like they were saying in the description it all comes to that filter but also just the sounds in it and the resonant like everything it all adds up also that echo is it's very simple but it's a lot of fun and then the phaser sounds really good too so yeah, it's I mean, what's unique. not to love? Yeah, yeah it's unique. And what's not to love for the price of free, right? I mean, you know, and uh, let me really quick, Eon Lake, uh, just talk amongst yourselves for a moment while I add the link to this so everybody can get yeah. it. Yeah, so I'm I'm already thinking well, I could dial up a nice thick bass sound, get an SSL bus compressor on it. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's going to get pretty fat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, they'll be doing some experiments with that this week. Definitely, definitely. I'm also, you know, the, there's the sick side of me is thinking, well, what happens if you put the, uh, if you get the bliss um, arpeggio? <laughs> oh, I know that's what I wanted to have set up. I tried to set it up and I couldn't get it to work in reason. And I was like, oh, this would have been perfect. So if if I'm able to get it in logic, uh, I'll I'll do it next week or the week after or something but um yeah i don't know what was going on mad that sounds really dude yeah putting all those routings on different things that would be sick and mm. really quick bendu says stacks of sems were the sound of polyphonic synthesizers at a certain time yeah very yeah, interesting absolutely. yeah i bet that sounded really good <laughs> yeah I mean, and i put the link in the chat sounded like very very much like early 80s synth pop really. yeah yeah but, kind of, but when you know but that with some grit or something it doesn't yeah. feel there's definitely really some color to it i know yeah. what you mean like like a like a sample rate thing or something i don't know there's some sort of like grit that mm. comes into it and and again we're playing this so i'm playing all the sounds through my laptop and yeah. then, like i'm listening to it and moving it based on what i'm hearing through Streamlab, our streaming uh app so there there's obviously some internet loss of audio quality and stuff but yeah i mean i think you could, like i'm hearing it through the internet and it still sounds really good so <laughs> if yeah, you download is, it you'll hear all this stuff that sounded really good years ago sounds even better now because we've got better ways of recording it and capturing it and it's uh, pretty it's pretty simple way. to use too mm. that uh, that's another good you know point it's yeah. not really not it's pretty much dialed in so you just tweak and and just have a blast with it and i think it'd be fun for designing your own sounds too because it's simple enough that you don't have to spend a long time tweaking stuff we've kind of got yeah. one end with the, all the different routing and destinations yeah. and the the bliss and then this one is like what you see is basically what you get two oscillators you know this and that so it'd yeah. be cool to just use it it's very simple to design stuff once you wrap your head around like its workflow and stuff which shouldn't take long but 
you can, it seems like you can get a lot of flexibility out of what's so simple. And then there's a lot of different ways you can use the um, filter and things like that. And then if you modulate or automate all that stuff in your DAW, you could get some pretty crazy stuff. Like those filter yeah. rides I was doing changes the sound so drastically, but so melodically. It just, it's, it's, it's very got cool. a function, hasn't it? Except it's it's yeah. a plug, so you can automate all of those knobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. Crazy possibilities when you think about it. Yeah, definitely. Well, so that's the synthesizer expander module. I've got the link in the chat. Again, I'll post it up on the um, video. If you're watching this back on Apple, Spotify, any podcast place, or on YouTube later, it will be in the show notes or on YouTube the description. But this show is brought to you by our patrons, and uh, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to do this week in and week out, and uh, we are very grateful to all of them. If you want to check out Patreon, it starts at as little as $2, and you get to join our Discord amongst a bunch of other features. At Audionaut Plus, you can come on the show, which, by the way, Audionauts, uh, if you want to join for the round robin about Spotify, if you have something you want to yeah. say about Spotify, uh, just hop in. The link is over in the <laughs> Patreon and we'd love to hear what you have to say about it. We also have the Audio Not Producer. You get sample packs and a bunch of other stuff. And then Audio Not Engineer. There's a lot of perks that come with it. Uh, but most importantly, we just love hanging out with all of you. We have additional podcasts, additional hangouts. So if you want to talk all this type of gear stuff with people who understand and can relate, this is a great place to do it. The Discord is also free for all to join. The link is in the description. But we have a patron channel where we talk all the stuff that's going to be in each episode. We get more in detail. We help answer questions. It's a lot of fun. Um, so we appreciate if you check it out. And of course, just hanging out here is more than enough. But the link to Patreon is in the description, patreon.com slash audionautic. Well, gentlemen, shall we get into the more dire news of Spotify? Yes, that's enough fun. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I wanted to sugarcoat and... <laughs> I wanted to I, I wanted to uh to put all the fun stuff at the start. You know, yeah. maybe I should have like sandwiched Spotify in the middle, but with the round robin and stuff. So we have yeah. kind of two segments of Spotify, which I know we've been talking about Spotify a lot, but this is very important because I mean, as of now, we'll see if that changes, but they are the dominant streaming platform. So mm -hmm. I think it's important as independent musicians to know what's going on with it and and just where things are happening. And Lars is ready. He says, here we go, guys. Here comes the spice. Yeah, I mean, this, this news doesn't so much necessarily negatively impact independent musicians and us in general. But, I mean, it could have long-term ramifications. Uh, but basically, we've been talking for a while now that there were first leaks and rumors of Spotify changing their royalty payout to blatant theft, basically, where they're going to take any stream that's under a thousand in a year and give that to other artists or so they say that's the plan to increase the royalty payouts but not to everyone they're making this tiered system where you have to reach a certain threshold and all this stuff if you want all the details we've got it in the last episode when they officially announced it but they also just announced that they're going to be laying off 17 percent of its workforce so they've done three rounds of layoffs in this year alone totaling around 1,500 jobs altogether. And Daniel Eck, the CEO, I think Survey Channel's favorite person in the world, attributes the move to the need for financial restructuring, citing overhiring in 2020 and 2021. 
they have approximately 9,000 employees across the world. And I'm not sure if that's before or after these layoffs. Um, so the company previously cut 6%, 600 employees in January, and then an additional 2%, 200 in June, all of this year. But Spotify posted a $34 million in operating income in this third quarter of 2023, which was its first quarterly profit since 2021. I think that's very key to note. And uh, a lot of that came from this, a lot of this quote profit of this quarter came from lower personnel costs from the previous job cuts. Now, interesting to note here is that Spotify has been raising subscription plans and they've been diversifying their platform by adding audiobooks recently and podcasts. And I want to mention that because one thing with podcasts is it's a lot cheaper. They don't have to pay royalties. That's why they're mm. making that big push, partly. Um, but they've been doing a ton of investments into podcasts. They bought the Joe Rogan pod podcast for I don't know how many millions a couple years ago. And yet... The podcast division faced some of the downsizing in those previous layoffs. So it's obviously either not working or they felt like they did all the setup and they can ease back on how many employees are in there. Um, and yet in all this time with all the adding podcasts and all this stuff, they've been facing um, substantial investments, but not turning. They've been receiving substantial investments, but not receiving a profit or not turning a profit. Now, I do want to highlight just so we all know what they're doing. Employees are receiving support for when they're laid off. Five months of severance pay, healthcare coverage, vacation pay, immigration support, and two months career search assistance. So at least they're doing something that, you know, that's good. Hmm. Um, and then the last thing to highlight, and I thought this was kind of sad, but I guess this is how it works. On As of 8.30 a.m. on Monday... Spotify's shares were up 5% in pre-market trading. So I don't know. The, I didn't check the con confirmed prices now, but I guess investors were feeling good and seeing layoffs. But I, I would think that's slight, slightly a red flag if I was an investor. But I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to hear everybody's takes on this. So I want to hear what you guys think just in general about these layoffs and things like that. But my biggest point is last episode we were talking because I was saying, I mean, none of us are happy about these royalty payments, but I was feeling and i mentioned that it seems like this new royalty payment is alienating future producers because up and coming producers and independent musicians things like that may think why did why should i place my music on spotify if they're not even going to pay me right and so it, it's an alienating royalty payment system that they're adding and if these artists which future artists some of them just by the way things work will become big popular famous and things like that they may, when they're big, be like, why should I put my music on the platform? Remember, Taylor Swift had an issue, I think. I think it was Taylor Swift where she wasn't putting songs on Apple or Spotify or something. And all that changed real quick. Um, so it's an interesting thought. And I was saying this does not seem like a long-term way to fix the royalty payouts. And Curtis, who's not here, uh, mentioned that maybe they don't have that long-term time. And now we hear about these layoffs. So that's one thing I wanted to ask you guys. Do you think this is all of this has been a band-aid and they're not really worried about the long-term ramifications. They're just kind of going for it. Eon Lake, I know you're such a lover of Spotify. Why don't we start with you? Well, I think, <clears throat> I think what we're seeing is two sides of the same coin, really, aren't we? Um, they're clearly trying to make some money. And as a business, I suppose they're obliged to their shareholders to do exactly that. And like you say, 
they haven't done a huge deal of it in the past sooner or later as one of the only one of the few companies that's a streaming platform and nothing else unlike apple unlike amazon they've got no other diversified diversified interests to support them you know they're a little bit more um at the uh mercy of the market and so on um yeah I mean, you know, I may I may be no huge fan of Spotify. I mean, you know, I don't even like the name. <laughs> probably the best <laughs> way to put it. Um, you know, I don't like to hear about people losing their jobs. I don't like to hear about people losing their jobs through, oh, we overhired. You know, I mean, these are people's lives. You know, I appreciate yeah. the fact that there's a, a decent redundancy package, and I, I wasn't aware of that, and it's nice to hear it. Um yeah, that's why I wanted to mention it. I saw that and was like, well, that is a good uh yeah, I mean, I'm redundancy it, package, but I mean I suppose it's the for the people who are who are losing the jobs to really, you know, say how they feel about it. But you know, I suppose the cold hard truth on the investor side is that, you know, they're the bottom line's the balance sheets and they're they're making inroads to uh reduce their outgoings and increase what's coming in and with a little bit of reorganization as well and if they upset i mean personally this is just my opinion right but if they upset people like you and i so that we stop bunging up their servers with music that doesn't get streamed as much as you know major label investments um then all the better you're still reducing costs so yes but to play devil's advocate what what i'm saying though is that some emerging artists will become large maybe get chosen by major labels yeah, and, things like that. and, and the only thing i'm pointing out is it might alienate their it be like well why should i be on spotify they didn't want to they they screwed me for years or whatever that's yeah. the only thing i'm saying yes you're right smaller happen. artists even mid-tier artists are probably a nuisance to spotify in their opinion it, they're taking up data but the whole thing was What's funny is that their whole setup pushed artists to do this whole monthly release thing. The way streaming, the way editorials worked, they were the ones that pushed for this whole new dynamic or release dynamic of let's do monthly releases because then you know you're more in the eyes of the Spotify editorial. Monthly you're release. getting you on playlists and stuff. That. And then now it's created this this problem that the way they fix it is by just you know being like no, it's just you're all screwed. <laughs> so. It, it's, it's like it's a problem of their own creation and they're not fixing it they're just kind of like yeah and, and, and some yeah. of this is, is speculation on my part you know i mean it is it's just hyperbole but i i do imagine that you know they're trying to make money i they've got to have significant costs for storage and, and, and whatnot um yeah people are always one of your biggest um overheads in any business so yeah you can see what they're doing right they're just trying to reposition and make some money yeah ace of stripe what is your take on all this well it's it's quite similar to eon lake on certainly on the business side i think um this is a big they're in trouble they're in trouble that's what all this news tells me financially and um um, they can give any reason why it's happening, but it smacks of losing market share. If you look at those, when you start saying your competitors are Amazon, Apple, YouTube Music, Google, um, to Eon Lake's point, who um, are way more diversified. Um, 
that's a problem for them, right? Um, they can, you know, Spotify just hasn't made money, right? So this has been a big gamble that somebody is looking at it now going, whoa, I got to believe it again, another non-expert um, is looking at this market share and is looking at what's going on and said, you need to do something big because dropping 15 percent roughly, it sounds like, of your workforce. Yeah. Uh, let me um, give you the 17 percent, even yeah, slightly okay. larger than 15. Yeah, right. So um, that's not small. Right. Assuming people were working. Right. Um I do like, I will say, you know, from, it does sound like they don't want to, you know, that this is painful for them. Um, but it, it is painful when you have that many people leaving. That's not a small, that's people all around you packing up. Yeah. And um, so I, I think they're in trouble. Um, I don't really care because I don't really like them much, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't believe in streaming, uh, but they're not any sort of leaders for artists. So, and you know, it, it feels like, um, you get, you know, so what good, because you weren't ever going to do anything grandiose for us. You've never really given us, you just had this over and over, over the years telling us to churn more, but then saying, if you don't hit this metric, we're going to do this, um, to defining what, a, what an emerging artist is them getting to make that definition to, yeah. um, being on wall street, right? It just, the whole thing is none of that is artistic. None of that is at all. It's so far from music and art that it's weird to talk about it, isn't it? So yeah. I would say, um, don't put all your eggs in Spotify. <laughs> I don't yeah. personally, it's not a, a service that I find of much value. I, I was trying to scam prices a little bit, you know, they're, they're, um, you know, it, I guess it has value, you know, for people, um, given what it is, they're not exceptionally, it's not an exceptional deal given everything else. I mean, there's alternatives. So uh, I think they're, they are going to, I think they are going to, um, I think we're seeing kind of their future. So I don't, so, um, yeah. It's probably a good thing. Like maybe that's what I'm saying, but not for the employees, obviously. Yeah, no, of no, course nobody not. Nobody don't even. Yeah, you know. So, um, uh, I don't think they're gonna be hiring soon. This sounds like a very sounds like somebody's getting some heat now. You know, like SoundCloud, right? Weren't they? They're another one that just. I don't know if they've ever made money. SoundCloud, yeah, had a lot of issues monetarily and all that. I mean, they're still around. I think they always charged on the artist front. Like, oh, do you want do you want extra songs you can place and do this? Buy the premium version and this and that. And yeah. I mean, um, I guess the last point would be it's not inconceivable that in five to ten years they're they're uh not that big a deal anymore in the in the business yeah. side of things and we've seen it before you yeah know. bigger giants have fallen aol but... i always go yeah to that's true that's true. Yeah, aol yeah <laughs> but, yeah you know case in it, it's it's interesting because they hold i believe still they're the biggest streaming globally they're the biggest streaming i think apple music in the u.s is bigger the last time i saw it's just very interesting but the one thing it, it's kind of like one thing that's interesting with spotify and 
consumers of it and stuff. Yes, there's other options. Yes, there's there you could do Amazon, you could do title, you could do this, but it's almost I don't know if inertia is the right word, but it's like the thought of if you've been using Spotify for 10 years and have all these playlists, all these things you've saved and all this, yeah. you'd have to redo that, right? And it's like that that's the risk. I wouldn't be surprised if that is something that keeps a lot of people using it. Now, that doesn't seem to help in the fact that they're not making money from that, you know, like even though they've raised subscription service prices and things like that, it doesn't seem to be, I mean, this quarter it, they turned a profit, but they seem to attribute that to the lowering of uh, employees and things like that. But your workforce. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting because Spotify has always been uh, not at the whims, but beholden to angel investment or investment. And it, it's, it shows here because they're making all these changes. Like ASAP is saying, probably because investors are, starting to worry like you know that that whole angel investment period is wearing off and it's like well what are we doing for long-term profitability i guess uh a couple of bits of chat oh, i hit the first it just kept going thanks Eon Lake, for throwing me off there Eon. <laughs> i shared the wrong one first bendu says investors are the customers that matter to spotify yeah i mean it makes sense logically if they're set up to be dependent on investment to turn profit that they have to answer to investors it's just uh it's very interesting this this whole thing and um yeah what, if, what oh go ahead i was gonna go say, ahead Asaph, sorry. one go last ahead. point what if they're gonna get bought what if this is a setup to be some traders like, coming they, for them well no they've got the catalogs <laughs> right um yeah. why not why not amazon or apple buy them at some point are they that you know that could be what happens too. So I'll show it's, you. Now. No, that's that's a really good point. It's very possible, or they could be trying to set up in that way. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good point. But you you really pissed Lars off. <laughs> don't say that, Ace. <laughs> don't give them any idea. We don't need corporations coming to like homogenizing and becoming one giant mega global corporation or something. I know. I just give a lot of good options. <laughs> no, it's it's highly likely though. I mean, look at all these things we're seeing with Song Trader buying Bandcamp, Epic originally bought Bandcamp, sold it. And listen to that. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but she's getting mentioned. She lives rent free in our heads, I guess. Apparently, she's yes. gotten mentioned like so much. Curtis and Eon oh, Lake were just going insane with Taylor Swift references last episode. I'm sure it'll begin again. Were Curtis here, he'd be going for it. Lars says they lied to us. Shocking. Bendu also says, who is discovered by a wider audience on Spotify? The general public can get their weekend and Taylor Swift tracks anywhere. You know, mm. that's an interesting point. And yet people go to Spotify. Is it the playlisting? Is it the curation of playlists? Is it the user interface? Is it all of these things together? Is it they were one of the first? And like I was saying, the inertial idea of I have to transition to a different subscription service and move. I think title, though, this was interesting because I'll get to this in a moment, but I think Tidal has this thing where you can put a playlist from another subscription or plat a streaming platform and they'll remake it for you. Just throwing that out, if anyone's looking to move streaming subscription services, the other ones might have options like that as well. Bendu says SoundCloud can at least say small artists built a following on their platform. Uh, mm. That was a continuation, I think, of the previous like, exactly. yeah, I guess wider audience. Context. And I think he's probably right a bit there. I mean, I don't know about Spotify particularly. It, may, it, it increases the clout for people when they do get discovered. But are these the channels where people discover something new? I don't think so. I think it's more about churn. It's, this is where you yeah. go to listen to stuff you already like. Well, here's it the thing. 
playlists have gotten artists tons. Yeah. Playlists have gotten artists multiple monthly, like tons of monthly listeners, right? But how often does that convert to followers and or active listeners? Like if I'm you go on Spotify for artists right now, you can see your active listeners versus listeners yeah, who yeah. listen to you just on a playlist, right? And it's mm. typically not that high. It, it's a very stark contrast with the inactive listeners being very right. high if you're in a lot of playlists. So yes, there is discoverability in terms of my monthly listeners went from 1,000 to 200,000 from being on this editorial playlist or being on this big ambient playlist or this and that. And yet, did it convert to anything meaningful besides like, 50 mm. bucks in a month or something right you know like that's the issue and i've seen bigger artists who get tons of monthly listeners not big big but like you know mid-tier artists or whatever Large with a low ten. following number right so yeah yeah i think people are learning about new music on other platforms or yeah. radio or through music media publications or whatever wherever they get their sort of wherever they've got their finger on the pulse but i don't believe that that is spotify yeah. You know, maybe they hear about, well, if you like this, you might like this. But I think it's more like once you have discovered something new, it's where you can go to listen to them. Yeah. Yeah, a that's a good extent. point. It's a good point. Lars says they got too big and they didn't really have a solid core to begin with. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it was what? A, what's the term? House of Cards or Castle Built on Sand or Built of Sand? Or, you know, like it... it they just kept going and going with this like just very flimsy ground and then oh well that we've got investors we'll turn a profit later like it'll it'll work out but I, I mean i guess it hasn't yet and also at some point you will will reach like peak subscription you can't keep adding subscriptions right that's one thing with subscription models that are an issue like netflix and stuff at some point the people that want it everybody will have it or you would think and yeah you might get new people and things like that but there is a there's a number that is like a, a limit or something or can be. So yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought. Got a couple bits about playlists from a few patrons. Lars says it's all about playlists. Nobody cares about your album on Spotify. Yeah, that's true. And I think like I was saying, they built this whole streaming thing of monthly releases, monthly releases. So you can get on playlists consistently and get on, you know, everybody's release radar and this and that. And that now that's a problem because they have too many songs or whatever on their storage and things. So yeah. Bendy says anyone listening to an ambient or lo-fi playlist on Spotify does not want to know anything about the artist. Yeah. It's inactive background music. That's what it is, right? You're an inactive listener because you want somebody else's curation and you just have music playing. And yeah. sometimes like I, when I'm listening to a playlist, if I really dig a song, I am going to check that artist out. But yeah, I don't think we're typical, though. That's true. That. That's I'm quite like true. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that everyone's like that. I'm just saying if a mm. song speaks to you, most likely you might be like, well, at least I'm going to favorite that song and return to it or something, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Lars says, facts, Bendu. Yeah, he's <laughs> Bendu's right. Yeah, and, and to, to Eon Lake's point and Asaph Stripe's points earlier, Lars says Apple and Amazon have huge other revenue streams to fall back on. Spotify has Joe Rogan. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He'll catch you. Yeah. <laughs> Do that again there, Eon Lake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here it's something interesting from Devoid of Funk. I do the reverse. I listen to Sirius XM and Pandora, then go searching on Spotify. 
yeah so that's that's what ian like is saying too uh, you're right yeah I, i'm the opposite i'm listening on spotify and then like release radar things like that and then find new artists that way or Bandcamp, quite honestly but um yeah that pandora it, it's interesting to see i feel like pandora kind of like dropped in in yeah. what not notoriety but uh you know in in usage or whatever but it seems like it's kind of coming back i remember when i was in college or something yeah what was that asap stripe yeah i I almost brought them up but then i felt like a you know yeah pandora's still around they added a subscription tier at some point for like a streaming tier at some point but i think they still do their whole radio thing i really need to look in i've seen some small artists making huge numbers on pandora and i really want to look into because it used to be kind of weird to submit to pandora mm-hmm. for their radio not the streaming the streaming is through a distributor but i need to look into that and uh and maybe if if you guys are interested in us talking yeah. about like how to get onto the pandora radio and things like that yeah, like let it. us know in the chat or in the comments after or on spotify but um that's something I'd, i've been meaning to look into so that would give me the impetus to look into okay. it and report back to <laughs> podcast now <laughs> yeah <laughs> but Lars says Pandora allegedly pays worse than Spotify. Well, but they probably don't have a streaming threshold. Yeah, we want exactly. the radio. Yeah, we when the they radio. pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the way Pandora used to work was, I think some of the streaming would go through your Pro or Sound Exchange or something. So there's there's some really weird ways that the royalty payments work on different aspects of it and things like that. Maybe that's all changed. It's been a while since I was trying to like get on pandora and things like that but, but yeah going, very interesting going back to the the, the listeners and li- <laughs> passive listener conversion and things like that i think we need to remember that you know th- there isn't one type of listener right you've got very passive listeners who only have a casual interest or just want some background sound and they're not really paying any attention um all the way to people who are rabid about grindcore or whatever you know particular scene that they're plugged into that they're probably hearing about somewhere else but they use the streaming platform because you know you get to listen to anything on it and finding things elsewhere and i really think that what we're looking for is engaged listeners right people who have an interest in music who are trying to find things not you know, large numbers of people who aren't particularly interested. I, I do think that the the value is limited because of that fact. Yeah, definitely. Um, lastly, I do want to read some words that Curtis wrote. He wrote just a little bit, but he did have a say, want to have a say in the Spotify bit. He says, I'd agree with this in terms of, you know, the, the long-term sustainability. Like, it was this whole royalty shift for... Uh, just because there's only short-term survivability, basically. He says, I'd agree with this. Very much a short-term goal for them to try and scrabble some money. Plugging the leaking holes with newspaper. <laughs> I like that. It plugging the plugging holes. it with cash, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're like, just put some dollars on it. $100 bills work better than singles. <laughs> we'll take it from those smaller artists. It's okay. Yeah, that's probably their thinking. But, um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything... You want to add, Ian, like before we call it a day? No, uh, that's enough Spotify, I think. Yeah. Asaph Stripe, anything final you want to add? I was just wondering if these somebody can burn all these old catalogs of music because <laughs> I think that's what's killing us. <laughs> that's a terrible thought, but you know they've got all these 
all these artists that they own, you know, they bought and they're just, everybody's just trying to churn this stuff. It seems like, and they're not real interested. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's my glowing last thought other than I love that Sam. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go back to the happy (laughs) stuff, right? Yeah. The Sam is great. I love that you brought that back. Um, real quick before, before we get to the final bit of the episode, uh, devoid of funk says i actively try to find things passively i don't want to uh what is it? i don't want to hear what i think i want to hear all the time yeah that's brilliant yeah that's great it's good and that's like like i listen to all kinds of genres i i did check my spotify wrapped out of curiosity and i think it said i listened to 47 or 66 genres this year and like what? the the top listener there the top five was like the weirdest combination of art i was like what is this i listen to some weird different genres man but it's good it's good to do that and it's good to get out of what you normally listen to so that you can get influence outside of it like you know listen to jazz listen to this and that just like experience other things to hear what's out there and and then you won't always go for the same stuff in your own music that's what i like to do yeah Uh, yeah the good way to put it good way to put it speaking of food uh, Lars says breadsticks and sticky tack holding Spotify together. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't forget the couple hundred dollar bills wrapped around the breadsticks. It seems like it works better that way for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, ASAP Stripe, what have you got going on this week? Anything musically? Oh my gosh. You took me off, got me off guard. Um, I like to just, do that. Um, what can I say? No, just, um, yeah, just, hopefully um well i kind of did redid the studio so um you know how that goes kind of op- i wanted to get, open up some space you know is this so mm-hmm. and i do have um i do want to go a little bit more in the box but i also i'm getting really fascinated with miking and doing some cool like reamp like doing reamp like putting the just doing more sound you know miking techniques and yeah just kind of adding some textures uh, I'm really interested in maybe picking up a ribbon mic, and they're pretty affordable now. I guess the, I guess they're not really hard to make, technically speaking. Yeah. Um, yeah so I've got some kind of, um, you know, weird kind of wild ideas, you know, of um, adding a different element, I guess, to the music. Yeah. I remember I used to reamp my speakers. Like I'd take a mic and reamp the speaker and solo an individual like guitar or because I used in the box guitars, you know, with amp simulation and stuff, it adds this air to it. And like I was saying, what I've been doing lately, just because of time constraints, I'm using just the phone mic in Koala and then adding like bit cooker, that one effect I really love yeah. when we demoed Koala. And like, I, I didn't even tune the acoustic guitar. I played a guitar out of tune, out of time. Like I didn't have a BPM playing. I just synced it with time stretch and Koala. And then I just used only samples from that to make the full song. So the bass, I took the first note, the E, the the tonic, and used that as the bass. I dropped it a few octaves, and now it was a bass. And it just like, it, I mean, it actually turned out really cool. I'm not saying it would always sound good, and I'm sure it's very lo-fi, but that's what I was going for, and it was cool. So, yeah, getting out of those comfort zones and trying it. But are you trying reamping like your speakers with like send a synth through, you know, solo your synth and reamp it? Because that will give you air. Like in such That's a cool what everybody way. Keeps telling me, yeah, I can't recommend it enough, man. Yeah. Even drums, like it, it just like you don't, I wouldn't really use those is. drums as the main. Yes. I would use that like yeah. in the background, almost side chain to the the main drum, just to give that like room reverb, basically, like of uh, of old yeah. recordings or something. 
Eon, like, what are you up to this week? Yeah. Oh, so it's pretty. Go ahead, Eddie. No, no, I'm I'm done. That was perfect. That's okay. All right, all right. Eon, like, sorry to throw you off there. <laughs> it says putting your reverb return through a saturation effect as well. No, you still make a you still put it through reverb and saturation. <laughs> Don't forget a tiny reverb before the big reverb with like infinite decay. Mm -hmm. That's the way to do it, right? Eon like the Eon like special. <laughs> yeah. So that was something what I want to experiment with this week is um I've forgotten what it's called. Um zero input something. It's a noise generation technique. Where you can use, say, like a, an old mixer, and you take the you take the send and plug it into an input, and you basically overload it and create feedback loops, and then Ooh. tune them with all the controls on the mixer. You can get some surprising sounds out of it. Have a look on YouTube. <laughs> I expect a demo from you on the next ADSN. Well, I don't know how musical it's going to be. That's the thing. But I'm thinking maybe. Maybe I can run it through a uh, a tuner plugin, hit a certain oh, pitch, like a pitch shifter or something. Yeah, yeah, because you can also stack them and get um, you're actually getting analog cross modulation through these feedback loops and stuff. And it's also a way of generating stuff with effects pedals as, as well, like distortion and delay pedals. Obviously, you just loop them around to themselves and use the noise floor to start generating a feedback loop. So um, that was something I wanted to have a little play with this week to get some different textures alongside the usual trying to finish some songs that are almost done. <laughs> Playing and working, yeah. you know. You've got yeah. to balance yeah. that, too. Of course. What about you, of dude? Course. Yeah, so uh, like I said, I've been working with the PO33 a lot. I made a video talking kind of about why I still love the PO33 compared to that new EP133. And um, that was a lot of fun to make. It's interesting because like, uh, I really like the EP-133. It looks awesome. But it loses some serious magic from the PO-33. It's only 16-bit sample rate, so it loses that like gritty sound, which I know isn't everyone's flavor, but I love the character that that PO-33 adds. It's bigger, which isn't necessarily bad, but I'm kind of like, the reason I like the PO-33 is it fits in my pocket. And then um, the, the sequencer is completely different. On the PO33, you click a sound and you get a step sequencer. On this, you have to go note or step by step, be like, okay, one step, one of one. I want the drum here. I want that. Or you do it live. And so it loses some of the magic, I think, of the simplicity of the um, mm. the uh, the PO33. So that was a lot of fun. And then just my hope is to get in here a little bit more so I can work more on the SP and... Um, Diggy tech because I'm still learning the diggy tech and I've had no time this week to learn it. I didn't even get to play it. I was like, ah oh, man. But I really want to do a beat set for the end of December featuring like my top five songs from my top five like beats and songs that I made this year. Mm. So that's that's my plan. Uh, over on the audio nautics front, um, we've got a lot going on. We're we're scheduling out our label releases for next year. So if you're interested, we're basically booked through i think july or august but if you're interested in having a release through us just email us or dm us on discord and we'll schedule meet if you've got some music that you've got demos of or something let us know but um yeah we're getting ready for a pretty packed year we're doing some interesting merch things and stuff like that so you can look forward to that but um yeah i think that's about it i oh yeah the one thing i did want to mention is we were talking with all the patrons about 
our playlist. So we have an Audionautic Radio playlist on Spotify, and it's over 500 listeners. It gets a good listener base, but I mean, I don't know if you can tell, but I've been pretty burned out and um, not wanting to use Spotify as an artist in general. And so we've been discussing with the patrons and Curtis and I ourselves where to migrate to and whether we should migrate. And it kind of seemed seemed like the patrons and I landed on doing title and we'll make two playlists, one that's ambient and one that's more beat driven. So that's what we're thinking. But I'd love to hear from everybody in the chat, in the comments, over on the Discord and the patron, all that. What do you think? I know, Asaph Stripe, you were talking about YouTube music. And that's an interesting one. As, yeah. as you know, like YouTube's my main platform now as an artist and things like that. So that's it's an interesting under- idea. Yeah, it's flying under the radar a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, it looks like it's I don't actually- know if everybody realizes that there's it seems like not a lot of people know there's like the YouTube music streaming I service. Did. Like, I, I don't did. really even know the exact thing of it. I so when I say either. everybody, I mean, maybe I'm just speaking for me, but like, I don't it's think they do a very good job. Yeah, yeah. and it is different. Yeah. It's so it's yeah, interesting. I think I like a couple things. I like this Pandora radio thing. Um, I think that's interesting. You know, we just got to kind of got to keep trying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, but I, yeah, yeah no, so um, no, I like it. And, and by the way, I, I, I do want to watch those PO33s closer because I'm just how you presented it there. I saw them. Um, I saw your Instagram and I kind of was like, oh, ooh, ooh, you know, and it's like I'm in the middle of something else. I'm like, so right when we get done, I'm going to go watch that. So. Let me, let me, I, I don't mean to uh, do self promo, but since technically this is our show, I'll put yeah. the link in the chat if anybody does want to check out the video. It's just a, an interesting, um, I, it's just a very interesting sampler. And I think, yeah. like I was saying, that I think it does lose the new one. It's awesome, but it, in, in the search for making it more like other samplers you know longer sample time more banks and projects and stuff i think it loses a little of the immediacy and magic it also has been having a lot of manufacturer issues the new one the ep133 there's a lot of reports of fader issues and things like that so um the hope is they might like add a you know uh updated version or something but um yeah here's here's my po33 video it's in the chat no need to watch it just sharing it if you want to check it out it's just really just talking about how cool this little inexpensive sampler is for creativity we've got a lot of chat before we get going um but yeah just chat everybody discord all that if you have any opinion on like where to move the playlist or where you would where you're thinking of moving if you're planning to leave from spotify like curtis did let us know as of now i think we've landed on title but i am going to look into youtube music We've got a lot of chat. So about the $100 bills around the breadsticks. I think that's what this one is in reference to for Spotify. Lars says, that's just for extra flavor. Yeah, apparently. Ben says, we'll all shed a tear when the house of cards goes down for Spotify, right? Now, my question is, is that there's two types of tears, right? Tears of joy or tears of sadness. So I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of uh, reverb and delay for Eon Lake and the Eon Lake special, Lars says the correct setup is reverb, delay, reverb, delay, and then compress the shit out of it. You forgot another instance of reverb and delay. You also forgot yeah. some bit crusher and Paul stretch. Yeah. But it works those are optional, a though. Basic, you know, starting point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a start point, and then you expand upon it. 
Looks like Lars would be shedding tears of joy. He says, I will drunkenly dance on Spotify's grave. <laughs> uh, he's got a buddy, though, with him. Bendu says, I'll join you. And they're, they're going to drink a bottle of uh, Old Crow. Yeah. Looks like they've got a whole a whole event planned. So you can mark your calendar for whatever date you know you're 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 theorizing yeah. it will happen and, and see if Bendu and Lars are on that grave dancing around with some old crow. We could fly to yeah. New York, right? Go to down to Wall Street and just have a little party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, I think that's about everything for this episode. Uh anything you want to add before we go, ASAP Stripe? Oops, sorry, we're glitching a little bit. Um, oh, just anything you want to add before we go, Ace of Stripe? I'll let you go. Oh, I think he's I think he's good then. Eon Lake, anything yeah. you want to add before yeah, we uh <laughs> Okay. Before we go, Eon Lake? I just want to say I didn't swear again. Go oh, me. Yeah. I had to because of Lars's uh comment, but you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Good job, Eon Lake. Good, <laughs> good job. <laughs> I just want to say a massive thanks to Asaph Stripe for stepping in to fill the role yeah. of Curtis. He even brought a cat. I mean, that is dedication. Dedication, yeah. Thanks for that. It's dedication. You've really filled in. You that you you really filled in perfectly. But it it's always great to see you and have you on. Um, uh, I appreciate it. It's for it's where, a privilege. Uh, go ahead, Asaph. Stripe. No, I was gonna yeah, say it's a privilege. I really enjoy it and I learn a lot. And um, so, it's, yeah, no, no worries. It's cool. Yeah, we love having you on. And where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, well, I just did. Um, right now, um, I just did a district kid. I put one of my introversions. So I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere right now. I'm, uh, you know, Tidal and and Apple Music and. Did you really uncheck big Spotify? I didn't know I could. <laughs> I yeah, you can. You can uncheck distributor or uh, platforms you don't want to be on. Well, I don't even know if they could pay me any. I'm not on there or anything, so I don't. I don't even know where, how they would even do it. You know. But no. Yeah. So seriously, um, you know, Bandcamp is still my most important thing. But uh, if you stream, certainly I should show up on Apple Music and Tidal and and quite a few of the other ones now. So, yeah. Definitely. And for Bandcamp, is that asapstripe.bandcamp.com? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Quick Ace of Stripe shoot. I don't have much competition yet, so I'm not going <laughs> to. They're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, gentlemen, thanks for coming on. Ace of Stripe and Eon Lake. It has been quite a lot of fun for the first half. Then we had to get dour, but that's all right. It, it, was, it was good. I'm. Oh, I, I highly the recommend. With me is, is, is the uh, arpeggiator and that, and that sim. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I hope that's what sticks with you all. Yeah, remember us for the arpeggiator and STEM, but we do have to report on these things because, like I said, yeah. Spotify is, as of now, the dominant streaming platform. So we need to know what's going on. It's good to know lots of stuff is happening there. But, yeah, we like to talk about the creative stuff. That's why I probably should have sandwiched it all, but put Spotify in the middle. But, you know, I, I, I wanted the happy stuff. Let's just stick with the happy stuff. So, yeah. Also, massive thanks to Bliss for sending over the arpeggiator. Uh, it's always fun to check out their plugins. And and like I said, if you want a full deep dive on the arpeggiator or using it as an effects on another thing like the sim, let us know in the chat, in the comments. Let us know in the Discord, social media, whatever. And we'll do it in a future video. Um, but with that, I think we're done. We will be back next week, 11 a.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. UTC. I don't have Curtis to be like, is that right? But I'm going to just guess it's right. I think that's what I usually say, 7 p.m. UTC. 
um what is it 6 p.m uk eon lake when you hop on live seven. Seven. Oh, seven. then i have no idea maybe it's i don't know whatever no U- utc and uk i think are the same aren't they so yeah i, I yeah. think josh is plus one uh, curtis is plus one utc so anyways time changes just don't get me started on time changes man especially when we have those uh daylight savings and all that oh man just no no anyways we'll be back next week thanks for watching